Hello, good morning, and welcome back to Tom's Modern Life. Thank you so much for all the positive feedback on my grand return to podcasting. Appreciate every message, comment, and also thank you for the five-star reviews. Very kind of you. It's great to see that you're enjoying what I'm putting out, and I love doing it, so I'm going to do even more. I'm going to keep it up. And with that in mind, I want to give away my expertise today. What I'm great at, what I can really share with people and help, I feel is marketing. That's what I work in, that's what I've trained myself up in, and this is where I think I can really add value for a lot of you. Even if you don't work in marketing or you don't have your own business, I think just having a a good understanding of marketing can help you in so many areas of life. You'll draw so many parallels to the things that we're going to talk about today and you'll start to see it in your life, you'll start to connect the dots, and I think this really just helps with how you... Uh, how you notice human behavior and how we interact with things. So really excited to do this one and can't wait to hear what you guys think and see how you put it into action. So marketing 101. First of all, what is marketing? Marketing is how you help a person solve their problem. I'll say it again. Marketing is how you help a person solve their problem. Everybody is a problem or a pain that they're trying to get away from. So they have a problem and they're looking for a solution. You are probably somebody who offers a product or a service designed to help people get better, to help people succeed. So let's say my pain is uh, I want to lose weight. I'm looking for somebody to tell me that they know how to help me lose weight. They need to market themselves as a weight loss coach. I can help you to lose weight. That's marketing. It's telling somebody about a a product or a service that you offer that can help them move away from their pain and towards success. That's all marketing is. It's a way of communicating something that you offer to another person who needs it. So it's actually a generous act. It's an act of kindness. The fact that that person's going to pay you for it makes it no less helpful to them. It makes it more helpful to them, actually, because they're investing in it, which means they're actually more likely to do it. So you're just telling them that you can help them. They already want the help. They'd be glad to give you the money because they can see their success with you. So if we look at marketing in a more traditional sense, we have what called the four P's of marketing, which are product, price, place, and promotion. So this is the way that people generally teach marketing. It's about your product, it's about your price, how much it costs. It's about the place or the, wherever you sell it or advertise it and the promotion. So, you know, anything you're doing to encourage sales of that. Start with product. Product is what you offer and its value, features and benefits to another person. So product could be a physical product, a digital product. It could be the service that you offer. Whatever it is, it's being able to accurately describe and convey to somebody what you do and how it'll benefit them. So that's that's your product. The price is really simple. It's is it competitively priced? Does it is it in the same uh, price point as your competitors? So if it's a chocolate bar, is it roughly the same? But then you can use price to your advantage. You can also you can make something cheaper. Therefore, people are like, oh, well, I'll get that one because it's cheaper. Or you can make it more expensive. And this is actually the more interesting part. When you make something much more expensive than its competition, the perceived value in the consumer is much higher. So if you were to offer two chocolate bars that seems very similar, 
just by making one double the price, you would probably sell more of the higher price one because people think it's going to be so much better. Perceived value. There's a great story of a jewellery store that's trying to sell, I think it's turquoise necklaces in the US. And the owner goes away and says, they leaves a note to one of the salespeople to mark down these turquoise necklaces to 50% because they're not selling. So she goes away for the weekend, comes back, they've sold them all. She goes, great, we finally shifted them. And the salesperson says, yeah, we, we made so much money. And the salesperson had accidentally marked them up to double the price rather than halving the price. And by doubling the price, the perceived value was much higher. And then people walked in saw that they were really expensive and thought, well, I've got to have that. So even though they were supposed to have dropped the price by putting it up, they actually sold more of them than when the price had been lower. So price can be a massive factor in what you're selling. It's all part of marketing. It's, it's perceived value. So next thing is place. So where is your product or service being sold? And then what does that say about it? What context is it being sold in? Is it being sold in a supermarket or a corner, st- a corner shop or on a high street, um, for the digital products, you know, are you just putting it out on Twitter or are you doing adverts on Instagram? Do you have your own Shopify store? That's the place, the context in which your product or service is being sold can tell a lot about, again, the perceived value and how other people are going to see it. And the last P of the four P's is promotion. So do you regularly run offers? Do you do discounts or sales? Um, Do you have a two for one promotion going on? These are the things to encourage people to buy. Maybe you've got a 24 hour flash sale. So different ways you can manipulate uh, your marketing in, in the more traditional senses. Now, Red Bull are the Jedi masters at marketing, brand marketing in particular. Interestingly about Red Bull, When you bring out a new soft drink and you look at who are the top soft drink sellers in the world, first one is water, any bottled water. Second one is Coca-Cola. So if you're going to come up against Coca-Cola to try and sell a new soft drink, how are you going to do it? Probably, or logic tells us, you're going to make it cheaper or you're going to give bigger cans so there's more fluid or you're going to make it taste better. But those things are all really hard to do. You can't compete on price and cost because the um, economies of scale of coke and things obviously would be ridiculous. It's hard to compete on that. You don't really want to make it cheaper Um, or you offer more. And again, it's going to cost you more. So your profits are going to be smaller. And the taste, I mean, the taste of Coca-Cola is again, hard to beat. It's that traditional taste. Everybody loves it. You're probably not going to be able to do that. So how did Red Bull become a very close second competitor to Coke. Well, they did it in a completely illogical way, and this is the magic of it. Red Bull made a product that was more expensive, came in a smaller can, and tasted worse, like significantly worse, tastes bad, and managed to make that almost as successful as the biggest or second biggest soft drinks company in the world. And they did it through the marketing, that all those things that they did told a story to the consumer. It gave Red Bull an essence. It's an energy drink. So first of all, you're saying, well, this is actually a drink that gives you energy. But what they also did was 
they made it a smaller can, so therefore, oh, this must be more potent. I only need, I need less of this to get the effect, so it must be strong. They said it was full of taurine, you know, ingredient from bull testosterone or whatever, that was going to make you stronger and faster and everything else that comes along with that. It's going to give you this magic ingredient. But then, by it tasting horrible, it's like medicine. The best medicine tastes terrible. So it must be really good if it tastes bad and they only give it to me in this controlled, you know, serving. And it's it's expensive. So therefore, my perceived value of this product is much, much higher. But what it, the last thing it did was it made people think they could do more than they physically could. So Red Bull gives you wings as their campaign. They, made, they gave it an essence of... This is going to allow you to do the things that you wouldn't normally do. So it, it lowered your inhibitions. Partner that with, we're going to serve it with alcohol. And then you've got a club full of people who are drinking vodka Red Bulls or Jaeger bombs to lower their inhibitions and do the things that they wish they would do in a normal uh, setting. So go and talk to the person of opposite sex, same sex, the, the person you find attractive that you maybe wouldn't have the guts to go up to in the first place. So that's how Red Bull started out making their product desirable. So if we look at more modern ways of marketing, so first of all, your traditional marketing would be like in-store promotions, advertising, TV, radio, leaflets through the door, um, Digital marketing then becomes like Facebook ads, Google ads, paid search on so on search engines, banners at the top of pages, everything you see when you log onto your phone or your internet browser. Then you've got influencer marketing. So what we all know through um, supplement brands and Gymshark and everybody else that really uses influencers to push their products. So this is the the you know, this is the way of marketing these days. You pay somebody with social proof, so people that have big followings and that other people know, influential people. You pay them to showcase your products, therefore making you more likely to buy it, or, or the consumer more likely to buy it. You've then got relationship marketing, which could be uh, email campaigns, newsletters, mailouts, generally something where you've got somebody's details and you're trying to build a relationship with them through um, repeated messaging. So it could be that you send out a weekly email talking to people about you know what their goals are or helping them uh, with their businesses. And then you know every fifth email is, would you like to go on our course? You've also got viral marketing, which is where you create something fun, exciting, entertaining that people will share for you. And that's much harder to do, but is, is always engineered. Generally, it's a viral marketing campaign is something that somebody has created deliberately and they will create loads of these things until one goes viral. Or you find a viral video and you pay that creator to attach your brand to it somehow. And then... The next two are the big important ones. So, guerrilla marketing. This is a way of creating brand awareness that get people talking about you without necessarily mentioning your product. So, it's talking about you and your brand. So, this is where BrewDog are really good. So, they wanted to promote a new beer. So, they got a bunch of taxidermy squirrels. So, dead stuffed squirrels 
and they put their beers inside those squirrels in so the bottlenecks coming at the top attach little parachutes to them and then drop them across london that got people talking like these are the crazy things that people do to get you to talk about their brand similarly um grenade who make protein bars and drinks and sports supplements you might have seen them recently uh, deck out or brand up a tank and drive that around i imagine london possibly birmingham where i think they're based but it's another it's like a publicity stunt that's all it is something that's gonna make people talk about you or take pictures of the thing and share it it's ways of getting getting brand awareness out there and then the last one is word of mouth which is your best friend and the cheapest word of mouth marketing where you get your you provide such a good service or product that your customers cannot help but tell their friends so your best marketing is your existing clients do something so well that they want to tell their friends how good it is and encourage their friends to also pay for your service and that's the one that everyone forgets or you might be like will you please ask your friends if they want to join up with my service and they won't do it but if you do something if you go above and beyond go that extra mile and give them something that they don't currently get or something that surprises and delights them then they'll tell their friends about it so word of mouth marketing is the free one and it's also the way of you know doubling your business quite quickly just by over delivering so let's go into how you can plan your marketing firstly what is your customers pain points and I think a lot of people just struggle to nail down exactly what their customer wants. Ultimately, our overarching goal as humans is that we all want to feel special or important. Everything boils down to that. And that's not a rude thing. That's just, that's the way it is. It's, it's in us. We like to feel special and important. And then usually what that comes down to in terms of what our, our desires are, our money, sex, and weight loss, they're the kind of three big ones. So, and sex is like be is more like being more attractive to other people. Money is earning more money or or not being as poor as they currently are or as they feel. Um so you've got to figure out what your customers true problems are. And then you're going to guide them away from that pain. It's a much stronger pull for somebody to move away from pain than to go towards uh, pleasure. So this product will make you happy. You'd actually be better off saying this product will make you not sad anymore. There's a much stronger desire in people to move away from pain than there is to move towards pleasure. So what is your customer's pain point? What do they want to escape? So then when you've got that, you then need to work out where they are like, where are they in life? What's their current life situation? You've got to meet them where they are. So where are they in life? What do they not like about where they currently are? And then what do they need? So that's your, your marketing should, should work out who your customer is, where they are, what they need, and then what does success look like to them? So once you've worked out what their success is and where they are, What's the bit in the middle that's stopping them? Where, what are the barriers in their way? And then the last part of this is why would they choose you over somebody else? What's your niche? What do you do differently to other people? What makes you 
more likable than the next person that's doing this roughly the same skill service selling product that you are like there is nothing you offer probably that is totally unique there are probably hundreds or thousands of people doing the same thing but there are also hundreds and thousands of people with this same problem so it's not a zero-sum game because you've got competition doesn't mean that you won't get the customers you need. It just means that there is a demand for the thing that you are offering, which is great. But you need to work out what makes you likable. I think that's a key thing. Why should some people go with people that they like? I like what you put out there, so that's why I'm coming to work with you and not this other person. So what makes you unique? And that could be the way that you work with your clients. It could be that you just have a really positive outlook on life. It could be that you have been through a very similar situation. So you've got personal experience of getting out of it. It could be that you're a parent and the other people you're looking to work with are also parents. So you know that you can't create a morning routine that lasts an hour and you don't have time to work out for 90 minutes a day because you've got to get up and look after the kids. Like that's, that's a big USP for people who have kids that aren't pulling on that lever. Other people want to know that you understand where they're coming from. Showing that you understand a certain person or that you have something about you that they just like, something that they want to see in themselves. They're probably looking to you as a person that they want to be like or become in future. So this is where we get into storytelling marketing. And this is my favorite way of selling anything of marketing anything this is the best way in my experience of getting your point across um, and your value across to somebody so people think in stories and narratives everything you see encounter think of you actually chunk down into a little story very quickly without realizing it if you get your hair cut you probably think about getting your hair cut and then you think about the reaction of other people at work when you then next walk into the office. It might be that you are going on a night out at the end of the week. This is obviously a throwback, but you think about how you're going to look to other people in the bar, in the restaurant. You don't just think I'm going to get my hair cut. You think about what that haircut is going to make you in the short term. It's crazy, but this is just how human behavior works. But then understanding this helps you understand the world, helps you understand people's problems and how you can help them. So storytelling marketing, this is why it's so powerful. We think in stories and narratives. So I'm going to give you the seven points to brand storytelling that you can use going forwards. Really, really powerful stuff. This is actually from a book called Building a Story Brand. It's by Donald Miller. And after reading this, it completely changed my outlook on how to tell stories and get people to connect with my businesses. So step one, the consumer is the hero of the story, not you or your business. So if in past you've been positioning yourself as the hero that's going to save everybody, you've been doing it wrong. Sorry to say, you need to make sure that the consumer is the hero of this story. You come in later. So, as we know, your consumer is the hero. Number two is that they have a problem. We know they've got a problem. We've been through this. So, point one, they're the hero. 
Point two, they've got a problem. Point three, they need a guide. That's you. You are the guide in this story. You are the Obi-Wan to the Luke in Star Wars. You are the guide that helps them. So they meet a guide along the way. Point four is you have a plan. So you're the guide that has a plan that can help them get away from their pain, away from their problem. Number five is a really important one, and this is the thing that you will probably realize and kick yourself you haven't been doing up until now, is that you call them into action. Call to action. Most people don't really want to change. They want to, or they do want to change, but they don't because they're scared because it's they feel resistance to it. They feel resistance because your body, your brain wants to stay where it is. It wants to be comfortable and safe called homeostasis. We want to stay where it takes the least amount of energy. But change requires a lot of energy. So when you want to make a massive change, your body tends to put up or your brain tends to put up a, a big kind of fight about it. And that's how you know you're going the right way. Nothing good comes or nothing new good comes without a little bit of fear, a little bit of resistance. And it's learning to feel that and embrace it and push through it. But you have to call somebody into action. You have to tell them to change. That's why point five is call them into action and you have to do it. So at the bottom of all your posts, you're going to say, message me now to get started. Contact me for coaching. To finally lose weight, drop me a DM. You can put out all the great information on social media, wherever you're doing it. But if you're not telling people to get in touch with you, they're not going to. Tell them that you can help them and tell them you want them to contact you. Call them to action. So I'll run through points one to five again. They're the hero. They have a problem. They need a guide. That's you. You have a plan that helps them. You call them into action. Point six is that you remind them that you're taking them away from their pain. And point seven is and towards success. So you need to make sure that you remind them that the plan you have is going to break down those barriers that they have. It's going to take them away from the pain and you're going to show them how to overcome their barriers on their journey and show them what success looks like. you got to kind of figure out what success looks like to them, as we discussed before. Once you know what their success looks like, show them that you can help them get there. And that might be by showing um, past clients you've had tell their success stories. Um, you know, here's a, a transformation I did or here's somebody who was, um, you know, broke and now they're comfortably on a good salary and able to do the things they want to do in life. You've got to show the hero at the end of their journey, happy, successful, living their best life. So they're the hero with a problem. They need a guide with a plan. That's you. The guide's going to call them into action and take them away from pain and into their hero success story. So how do you do that? Figure out what your strengths are and what you can confidently deliver. Who needs that? Who exactly needs what you can offer? But then what are their specific problems? You've got to, to meet them where they are. Don't create a product and then look for customers. Look at your skill set and see who that matches up to and then create a product around their problems. 
So create the product for them. And you can use people who you know are looking for your service to help you build that. Then you've got to tell them clearly how you help them. So you've got to make sure that what you are, what you're saying, what you're putting out there, clearly says, I help this person to do this by doing this. Then you're going to tell them to take action. So just think every time you're putting something out, call to action, call to action. Finish everything with a little message me for details. Phone me now. And put it out at times when you think that they might actually be looking. So Sunday nights are good ones because people are generally like, oh God, I've got work tomorrow. I don't like what I'm doing. Or I don't know what I'm going to do this week. That's the time they're looking for help. And then I would put this out. Really simple stuff. Instagram posts, stories, or IGTV. Podcasts are great ways of doing it. You literally need, if you want to do a podcast, I'll tell you how to do it. Get a set of headphones with a microphone in them or buy a microphone for 40 quid. Download Anchor, I think it's anchor.fm, and that's your podcast. You record it on there, you can edit it on there, you don't need music, it doesn't need to be chopped up, you don't need to edit it, you just need to start and stop, delete the bit if you mess up, and then post it. That's how you do podcasts. You can also create things like landing pages, um, I'm pretty sure you can do free landing pages, so just a page that's got like, here's what I offer, Here's how it works. Tell them the hero story on that page and then say, here's the cost. Message me now. Buy now. Whatever it is. Call to action. Uh, another way of doing it could be weekly emails. MailChimp or whatever it is. Some some free email service provider. And then they sign up to it. And your email is how you provide your value and then you constantly tell them how you can help them. It's just putting your message out there that you have a great service or product that they already want. So don't be afraid to tell people what you do. Marketing is your way of helping someone find what they are already looking for. Don't be afraid to shout about it. Okay, I think I've given you about everything I can in this half-hour podcast. I usually try and keep it to about 20 minutes, but when it's something I'm really passionate about and something I know about, I want to give you as much value as I possibly can. Uh, this is something that I love doing. I love talking about. You can probably tell by how excited I get. And, and I know my voice isn't particularly animated, but I am doing my best. I hope it helps. I hope you take a lot of action from this and it makes a massive difference in your business. I really want to hear from you. So please drop me a DM at Tom Wright now on Instagram. Uh, leave a five-star review if you enjoyed it and any feedback you've got. I always want to get better. I'm a lifelong student and... Anything you want to learn, let me know. Give me the feedback. We all win together. Good luck with this. Thanks for listening.